Welcome to Cinematic Talks with your hosts, Harvey Bird and Nathan Simmons. I'll be there when your heart starts beating. I'll be there when your last breath's taken away. In the dark when there's no one listening. In the times when we both get carried away. Hello and welcome back to Cinematic Talks. I'm Harvey. I'm Nathan. Let's get right into it. So as always, we like to start off our episodes here by telling you exactly where you can find us. Obviously you found us by hearing this. However, something could be easier. So we are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Player FM, CastBox, Overcast, and Anchor. You can also find us on any of your Google Home devices as well as Amazon Alexa just by asking them to enable the AnyPod skill. That's a lot of apps. Into the first topic, Jeremy Kyle's at the job centre instead of his guests. Oh, fantastic. This happened, if you're not aware, because after failing a lie detector test, the contestant, if that's the right word, decided to OD. Well, I mean, I wouldn't blame them if they had to end up on that show. I mean, half of the people that went on there were probably, would probably lick electrical sockets to see what would happen anyway, let's be honest. Did anyone on there even have a full set of teeth, apart from Jeremy? <laughs> Right, but let's not get too harsh here. I'm being honest. But yeah, the news is that it's actually been permanently cancelled. Well, it says cancelled until further notice, but I mean, there's no way it's coming back from this right now. I mean, is that a good thing, Nathan? It took up a lot of TV time for things that... for be- It took up time for TV shows that are obviously a lot better than it. Though I'm glad... Fuck. Just, it's fine, just go. I can cut things. In the space of where we now ha- no longer have Jeremy Kyle, if they put something entertaining like Futurama instead of Escape to the Country, I don't think anyone's going to complain apart from the older generation. I mean, yeah, but when it comes to like Futurama, etc., that's not going to be allowed in the mornings. That's the problem. I mean, this is daytime TV, and I think it's, it's currently not great, and there is definitely room for improvement, so maybe this will be the change that daytime TV needs. So no more Jeremy Kyle. He will be missed by some, but not by everyone. Not like us here at Cinematic Talks. No. <laughs> Very rarely watched him. Didn't ent- wasn't entertaining when I did. So for these of you who may be wondering why it's slightly awkward right now, we actually haven't recorded one of these episodes in maybe six or seven months, it could be. Go to where we've already done our shameless self-advertising and find out for yourself. <laughs> yeah, go check it out and find out exactly where the last time we were. Oh, it was recorded November 2018. Was it? Yes, because I sat there in college listening to it with our dear friend harry um and we were making jokes about no not november oh shit yeah it must have been it was november last year so that's why we're rusty on this <laughs> it's been yeah probably seven months now yeah wow yeah. anyway nathan um just keeping old traditional standards what have you been listening to very recently found a new song in a video on youtube called volcano is me by raised fist only song i've heard by them but Hopefully, all a lot of their other work is like that song because it's very good to listen to. Yeah, let's give it a clip right now. Open 
Well, it wasn't that lovely. Oh, it's it beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you for showing us this piece of work. If you want to actually check out for yourselves, um, the link for it will be in any of the descriptions. I mean, if you're on Spotify, it will be in the, the title description. It, it's somewhere, no matter where you found it. If you're, on, if, if you're on Spotify listening to this, just search Spotify for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a good idea. But there will always be links. Um, what have I been listening to? Uh, recently, um, Kellen Quinn from the band Sigma Sirens actually worked on a song with um, somebody called Yoltron. I hadn't heard of them before, however, they released a song called The Bottom, and I think it's absolutely incredible. So, here's a clip. Once again, beautiful. Beautiful. Is that onto yet another topic? Wow, this is going real quick right now. Um, that's what she said. <laughs> um, someone else lost from British TV who we didn't really care about was Jamie Oliver. Harvey, let's have a laugh at this, shall we? So, as you may have remembered, if you've kept up with Cinematic Talks not too many episodes ago, we absolutely shat on Jamie Oliver. <laughs> I mean, that guy... <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about how he has ruined our childhoods. Um, removing all the great food that we know and love from the shelves of stores. So we removed his restaurants <laughs> from the line of business. <laughs> I hunt about a hundred, if not over, have been shut down and those people have now lost their jobs. But honestly, I'd rather be jobless than work for him. Yeah, see, we're not going to take full responsibility for shutting down Jeremy Oliver, but... I think we are a major influence for our five listeners. Our five listeners, yeah, let's get on that. that was, um... Yeah, I think he'll be down the job centre with Jeremy Kyle. <laughs> oh, they can, they can start a show together. Oh, it'd be great. Jamie Kyle's cooking, talk about your problems. Jamie show. Kyle. <laughs> Why not? It would, it'd be, um... Oh, I was trying to think of what it could be. I mean, it would just be a cooking show in Yarmouth, right? <laughs> <laughs> They'd probably get people that live in, like, uh, the pretty run-down council state homes and teach them how to cook out of a larder, like in those uh, food banks you see. Oh, God. Just teach them how to, just teach them how to cook. And they say, here you go, love. First off, here we got some sardines. And put the baked beans on them. Don't know why Jamie Oliver's now got this accent. But trust me on this, this is what will happen. I've gone Scottish. You get, you get what we're going for here. We like to have a laugh on this show. It's all very serious business. All very serious business. Other than Jamie Oliver's restaurants. No, oh, he's a dick. No, there's no very serious business there at all. It's a run-down restaurant with stupid, like, stupidly overpriced food. He's like, let's make food healthier. Well, joke's on him. I lubricate my arteries with maple syrup just to defy <laughs> him. See, um, I will actually explain here. I'm actually going to pull this up for you, Nathan, for you to see. Right. So if you look at the reviews on Yelp, for Jamie Oliver's restaurants in London, you need to see what these say. Is this a good old reaction bit coming in here, Harvey? This is a one star <laughs> from my birthday, apparently. 
This was from my birthday. Oh, this is from the United States, this guy that's done it. Very disappointed. I have watched it. I'm going to read this how it spells. If this sounds weird, I apologize. Very disappointed. I have watching Jamie's TV shows for years. When I visited London, I decided to dine at one of his restaurants. I made a mistake. I ordered fried calamari, under-seasoned, and they didn't let the oils drain very well, so there was so there was considerable amount of frying oil on the pan. I don't know if they gave me half a portion or not, but there was not enough calamari on the plate. Meat lasagna. The marinara sauce, which comes with lasagna, was under-seasoned as well, and there were only three layers of Three layers on noodle in the zone. I guess it means of noodle, like of pasta. So the taste was okay, but reminded me of very cheap lasagna that I brought from a chain grocery store. Size of the portion was not bigger than the palm of my hand. For almost £13, I'm expecting more lasagna. A gin and elderflower tonic. Very weak, more tonic than gin. Bottom line, I paid £30 but left hungry. Service was okay. Place was clean, but very uncharacteristic. I think I had high expectations for Jamie Oliver, but he didn't a lot. Deliver. Will I go back? No. He hasn't got to worry about going back anymore. It's funny. There's so many one-star reviews on this. I just want to point out the fact that they were talking about there was too much, like, frying oil. Yeah, he goes on about making it healthy. If you get one of his desserts, <laughs> there is, like, what is, like, 10 tablespoons of sugar in it? Or teaspoons or something. It's just so much. all that stuff he told your kids not to have, he's going to put in for it because he looks so smug when he cooks, and I can't stand him. I mean, at least he doesn't have to worry about that anymore. No. I'm so glad. I hope he doesn't return to TV as well. Actually, I don't think they do record him anymore, do they? I'm not really sure. I need to look into that, actually. Hopefully not. Harvey of the Future will insert a clip here. Hey guys, it's Harvey from the Future here. I just wanted to let you know that I have actually looked into this, and it turns out that his most recent show was actually in 2018, um, called Jamie Cooks Italy. However, there are no current running shows that are not repeats. So, there you go. They're not recording anymore. Alright, so Nathan... What have you been doing recently? Well, Harvey, I think, in a narrative order, so we can get to our next topic, you should go first. I'm going to deflect this onto you. Oh, shit. Okay, anyway. Um, I have been doing a lot of streaming recently. I've been trying to get back into Twitch. Uh, that's twitch.tv slash thecinner, T-H-E-C-I-N-R. If anyone wants to check that out. Um, it's been a lot of fun playing a lot of different games and uh, just streaming around, listening to some good music. If you haven't, now did you know? If you have an Amazon Prime account, you can subscribe to for, for free to your favorite Twitch streamer. So go do this on our, our friend here at twitch.tv slash the center with Twitch Prime. Thank you very much, Nathan. You're that welcome. means a lot. It's always good to have a, a little bit of even more self-promotion. Love it. So Nathan, what have you been up to? I've been playing a lot of Rainbow Six Siege, a game I despised, but I wasn't allowed to hate this game because everyone plays <laughs> it, so I had to get into it or die. Yeah, we all have a slightly unhealthy obsession with it. Um, I, I've been... Who needs a sleeping pattern when the lads are on late at night? <laughs> late at night? You mean early in the morning, right? Both. <laughs> Both? It does, isn't it? Yeah, just until like four, you know. Yeah, well, tomorrow. I don't make it to four. I make it to half one. Then everything, then the room just overheats and that's the end of it. But yeah, I've literally been having no life for a week. Well, then again, what's, what's new there? Eh. Well, earlier... Harvey had me playing on the TTS, the technical test servers, for the next Rainbow Six, Six Siege update, Operation Phantom Sight, which, as usual, doesn't feel like an operation, it's just a fancy patch name. So shall we get into that, Harvey? Yeah, let's do that. So, what are your thoughts on the new operators, Nathan? Shit. Really? We they are... didn't feel unique at all. It's, it's, let's rehash some abilities on other defenders, but let's put them on the... Now, when they... When we got the new, when last pat, the current one we got that's not on TTS, 
Gridlock and Mozzie. They were designed to... Is it ability? Would that be the right word? Yeah. They switched up who had what. So they gave a defense-style ability to an attacker and vice versa. Well, they've done that again. And we've got someone from Jaeger Corps, or like, I think it's called like Swedish Frog People you can look up. And then we got Ned Flanders, the tactical American man from bloody uh, Secret Service. And I was just like, we'll rehash guns for them. We'll make the attacker invisible to cameras because they don't get destroyed enough, so why not? And we'll let the guy with glasses see through smoke and be immune to flashbangs because let's have some counters to Blitz and Glass. Yeah, see, the thing is, I do think that they have kind of lost ideas. And the fact that last operation um, being... Burnt Horizon. Burnt Horizon. That's the one um, with Gridlock and Mozzie. They did have completely new things. It was given the ability for Mozzie to then take control of drones, as well as giving Gridlock actual traps to stop people from being able to rotate. Now, I think that was actually pretty innovative and uh, was a great thing. However, they have literally just rebirthed a couple operators here. Um, For Knock on Attack, it's just Vigilant Kavira have had a little baby. Um, who has grown up actually very quickly. Whereas Warden is just Glaz with the ability to see through smoke. He's Ned Flanders with fancy with, glasses. Yeah, with Valkyrie's MPX. That's, that's all it is. Not even a new map. I mean, the cafe rework I actually didn't show you earlier. No, I haven't seen um, it. I need though. to show you that. It, I am very happy about the cafe rework. It has done mm. an incredible thing to the map. And in fact, I think it's going to be a lot more playable. I have now decided that I'm going to be a Warden main because I cannot deal with when people play Blitz. Blitz is my direct counter. And I'm looking right at you right now, Nathan. I played just to piss you off. I know you do. operators, though. It's just... Like, I want an operator who works like IQ. You can detect when someone's on their phone, but when you see it, you detonate it so that operator can no longer look at cameras. Just make them inept to the team. See, that would be pretty cool, but I think we still need a lot of work to the operators which are currently in. For example, Dokubi needs a rework in the fact that she is way too OP being able to scan, well, so call the phones instantly when she spawns in. Instead, she should actually have to find the phones first like she does when finding the cameras, I believe. So, kill an operator to pick up the phone. Yeah, and then you can call them. It just doesn't make sense that she can hack the phones straight away. I think they should do it. So, you kill someone to claim a phone, then you choose which operator. It should um, tell you maybe like the operators you've discovered in the droning phase then you should be able to call that certain operators to locate and get rid of them. Maybe that, or, I don't know, maybe, maybe they could nerf her in the fact that Dokubi, instead of, because of the way that it works, and be able to hack in phones, etc., maybe instead of just hacking the defenders' phones, it attacks the attackers and defenders, so then it reveals the position of the attackers at the same time. So a, uh, what's the word, double-edged sword? Pretty much. I think that would be a, quite a cool way of... Does that not then come with balancing issues and especially problems with higher game modes such as ranked? Um, I think it looks to be a lot of fun, actually. It would definitely piss people off. <laughs> chances are you just get kicked from casual like you do for dying. It's like, no, it's, like, it's in casual. It's like, you're the last one alive. It's a 1v5 situation. Everyone's like, clutch or kick one second later. Well, there's the kick timer. You're not going to do this anyway. Get out the team. Yeah. So revealing everyone's positions. It's like, Wait, no, why should you reveal give it, um, positions if Kavira can already do that? It wouldn't be revealing positions. It would be just be calling the phones. Yeah, but through sound, you can probably get a very good position off someone. Yeah, I don't know. It, there's many different things I think to do with this. I saw a thing, I didn't really read into it, but people think they're just running out of ideas for the operators anyway. They want a hundred of them. Yeah, I, th- I think that 
they need to actually listen to the communities with what they want from operators. Um, there's been some pretty cool things that have been said. Um, I can't remember who actually was that I was watching. I think it might have been Macy J, but don't quote me on that. Where he actually said that it would be a really cool idea to add impact grenades, but instead of blowing up with actual explosions, they're smoke grenades. So they're instant smokes. Yeah, sure. The Legion and Smoke Elite Skins. Elite skins, they might sound fancy, but actually they should be called paywall skins. The current <laughs> new ones are very disappointing. No, I, I, I disagree with that. I think the Bandit Elite is the best one so far. No, not Bandit. I was talking about the ones that are upcoming. Yeah. Bandit's fine. It's Legion and Smoke. It's Smoke, everyone wanted a Plague Doctor. That would have looked amazing. Okay. And then Legion was just like, let's give him Ying's uniform and make him look like a space trooper. Yeah, I quite like the Legion one as well. It's, it just doesn't scream Legion to me. Because they removed his cargo shorts. It does need his shorts. It really does. <laughs> they, it's just not... they removed his cargo shorts. How could they do this to our it's, legion? It's just not as impressive as other elite skins. Like, Cameron wants one for Echo. It's a samurai. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, why is Smokes just him trying to be a teenager? Are they trying to say something about the British people? We just want to be younger when we get old. Apparently. It's like, he does spray painting with a, to with a canister of toxic gas for his win animation. It's just like, why? Where's the Plague Doctor? Like, Plague Doctor, maybe not give him the beak, but just leave the gas mask on. It would look amazing. My idea for Elite Skins, actually, because I haven't told you, I told Cameron this and he enjoyed it. Elite Skins are meant to be special and breathe new air into a character, despite the fact it's a first-person game. So why spend, what is it, like £16 or something? I don't know if it's that much. I think it might be around 12 Okay, so why would you spend £12 on this interesting skin in a first-person game that you can only see on a loading screen? Like, that doesn't mean anything. My idea was, you should get them at the end of a rank season instead of a badge. Because there they mean something. And in WoW, you get elite PvP sets, which are unique for, do for completing in the highest rank of the player versus player tier for that season. Each one's unique and you can't unlock it again. Why can't they do something like that, but maybe have past ones unlockable where you choose which operator you want an elite skin for? That way they mean something, not just, oh look, I had £12 in my bank, now... Sledge wears a, uh, I don't know what they got, like a beret. Yeah, I do get that, but I, I mean, when we look at it, it's nice Ubisoft, are, Ubisoft are just trying to make money. Well, yeah, they're trying to that make money. That is what these are, and we do have to give it to them in the fact that there, there will be a lot of operating costs for the game. However, is it too far? Or just have different elite style skins, like maybe that are uniquely coloured or something. Because like, at this moment, I've had said this to you, ranked. The rewards mean nothing, I don't think. You get a badge next to your name. Okay, when do I see that other than when I press tab? You get a charm. For and your, yeah, your and, so, and you get a little charm on the side of your gun. But that's not very impressive. I mean, the thing is, it's... I don't think it's meant to really... But the problem with ranked is that then it's only going to give the people who got to high rank these rewards. And, and that's why they should be very, very unique. Not just a charm on the side of my gun. But I think that what they're trying to go for is that anybody can get this. Whereas, like, with the ranked charms right now, you can, only, you can get them from, I think, silver and above. So it's, it's actually super easy to get them. Whereas when it comes to... Say, actually, no, that you can get them a copper, because I know that someone had a copper charm and was taking the mic by playing with it. So these are given to everybody as long as they participate. Would we get one at the end of this season? Yes. Yay! <laughs> Still means nothing, but... Yeah, I still think it's pretty cool though. They don't have to give us anything. It's just ranked. It's just a competitive gameplay. All it is. Yeah. It's just... 
I mean, we get alpha packs still. Yeah, but it's just like, but an alpha pack's not granted to be amazing. No, but it has that chance to be. Yeah, a chance. Why is it not guaranteed to be something amazing? It's like, okay, then. In the high, in gold plus for ranked, alpha pack should only ever contain rare plus items instead of the idea of getting commons or uncommons. Because imagine winning a, a gold one match and getting a common glass headgear out of it. How disappointed would you be? Um, not particularly, honestly. I know it's Shit. just a casino type situation. <laughs> There's plenty of games I've played where obviously you don't get an alpha pack at all. Plenty of games where I just come to suspect. Like, I think it's pretty exciting. The fact that you can get these commons because when you get something that's better it adds to the effect of how good it is like my black eyes like my black eyes fuck <laughs> my two black eyes my four fuck you yeah i have four black eyes now <laughs> so recently i have been doing a lot of competitive play within uh, rainbow six siege a lot more than i thought i would ever get into and i joined a team called entry I'm not playing as an actual player and more an analyst. However, we recently actually got into a league called Maximus League, which I have been cast in. You can find that at twitch.tv slash Maximus League. Right here, I actually went and did an interview with the guys leading Maximus League just to find out more so that you guys can see how you can join in the next season. Roll the clip. Uh, I'm Tam, a.k.a. the Clody Bear, a.k.a. the founder of Maximus League. Okay, so Tam, what actually is Maximus League? Uh, so Maximus League is a place that it's just a community where people uh, can come and chill out. Um, typically we play R6, that is our game, so we don't uh, discriminate, you know, if you like other games in <clears throat> Fortnite. Uh, you, you can come over, that's absolutely fine. But uh, yeah, if you are an R6 player, if you're a fan, if you just like the community, you know, that's what we're looking for, just like-minded uh, individuals. Okay, so how was it formed and who was involved in that process? Well, I was part of an R6 team uh, quite a while ago. And when I was part of that team, I noticed there wasn't a lot of leagues. I mean, the, the, you, you had some small leagues and things like that, and the, you know, they weren't great. Um, so when my days of playing had passed, uh, I decided that I wanted to get in, involved in the league side of things just to create a kind of space where people can have fun. Um, so I had been part of a few leagues and decided, right, I can do this, let's do it. Um, I sent Mikey, or MKY, a message, who's one of the founder, uh, founders with me on Maximus League. I sent him a logo that I'd uh, done and he was like, yeah man, <laughs> let's, let's do this. Awesome. Um, so yeah, we uh, decided to pull in a few strings for a few people that knew, see who was, you know, who was interested. And uh, from there, myself and Mike decided to pull in a few strings for a few people that knew, see who was, you know, who was interested. And uh, from there, myself, Mike and Dan at Discord uh, had made Maximus League. Uh, from there, uh, we brought in a couple other guys. We brought in uh, Danny and uh, Ali Pali. And we kind of merged with their league uh, that they had as well. And from there, we blew up, we exploded. We just we kind of started gaining a lot of traction. We've seen many different leagues try and start up in the Rainbow Six Siege community. However, not really many have taken off. Why do you think that Maximus League has gained so much attraction in such a small amount of time? Basically, it's run by people who um, bring a professional work ethic to the role itself. 
uh, me myself, um, I'm old. I've got grey hairs, and uh, but what that means is I have been about and I've I've seen the world of Siege. I've seen the leagues and the tournaments and different things, and really kind of brought the best of everything that I've seen into the one uh, into the one league, if you like. Um, as I am a bit older, and as some of the staff are a bit older as well, uh, it just means that it is a bit of a, a, a more professional place. A, a, it is a fun place, but there's no discrimination um, in terms of in terms of anything. You know, it's it's the case that you know you are who you are. We are who we are. We're here for one thing. We're here for Siege, and we're here for what we love. Where do you see Maximus League going over the next couple of years? Do you see it maybe eventually becoming maybe even as big as Challenger League right now, or? Do you think that it may take a lot more time? So we started this league with the intention of just having a maybe, you know, a few teams, you know, 10 teams kind of thing, you know, and just chilling out, relaxing and, you know, doing our thing. And we didn't expect it to, to grow as fast as it has so far. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. What's happened so far has been tremendous. And I thank everybody for, you know, getting us there. And my dream in the next few years if we could be that size, great, absolutely fine. If not, then not to worry. It's still going to be what it's going to be. You know, all, all that I'm looking for is to, to make a fun and safe place, you know, for people that want to chill out and relax and, you know, play in some competitive leagues. Um, but yeah, if we made it that if we made it that far, I would be surprised myself. But at the same time, you know, the target's the moon. That's that's what we're going for. So if the people at home wanted to maybe come and watch one of the live streams when the league is live, or maybe even try and check out some highlights, where could they do that? So best place, um, well, for the live content at least, would be Twitch. Uh, we will be eventually going over all four, uh, all four platforms in terms of DLive, Mixer, YouTube, and Twitch. Uh, we do have a YouTube channel that we use for highlights and uploading our VODs. So if you want to catch games, maybe if you're not able to watch them live, YouTube be the best place, uh, but certainly Twitch would be the, the best place for the, all the live content, as well as the Discord server as well. You know, as I say, that is a community that everybody's welcome to. And you know, when we're not gaming, you know, things are going on there. You know, that's you know, it's just a lot of fun as well. Um, best way to find us is just Google as Maximus League. There's no other Maximus Leagues out there. You will find us. <laughs> Okay, so just to any of those who are listening at home, um, just to let you know that any of the description slots on any of these uploads that could be on Spotify or wherever you're finding this episode, we will have the link to the Maximus League Discord as well as their YouTube and Twitch. Be sure to go and subscribe, follow, check them out. Well, since there seems to be so much to Maximus League and you seem to be doing a lot of it, what is your favourite part of Maximus League? Um, the favourite part is actually, I mean, that what I do, my part in it is um, I'm the spectator, so I, I'll host the games and I'll, you know, do the camera work and stuff like that. And the, the best part I've seen so far is actually from the casters. Um, you know, so basically I'll have them in my ear, I'll be transmitting their voice from Discord onto, you know, slobs and then straight through to Twitch. Um, but it's working closely with them and, like, listening to the reactions and watching action take place live, and it's, it's brilliant, you know, it's just... It is absolutely brilliant. It's, you know, you can sit there and watch ESL, things like that. You know, that's great. You'll never meet these guys. These guys are at the top of their game. But seeing, you know, talented individuals and teams and things like that playing before your eyes and being like, you know, I'm getting to watch this. That's pretty cool. Uh, So, yeah, I'd say that, you know, the casters, side of things, the teams, you know, just everything about, you know, when it comes to game day, it come together is the best thing I've seen. 
so I must ask this. What team do you think will win Magnus League this season? No. Um, I think I might know who will win. I'm not going to mention any names. Um, but let's just say that we've got nine teams. We started with ten. Unfortunately, one team had to drop out because they uh, kind of split up. So we've got nine teams at the moment. All nine teams are very, very good. And some teams have really, really surprised me. Um, we do have the, you know, team, the, the league tournament uh, table, if you like. And uh, everybody's still pretty close. We're, we're only... I think 40% through our league at the moment and to be fair anything can happen that people are at the bottom could still reach the top so without naming names let me just say that you know there are teams out there that are really surprised me they're really 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 doing well at this um, but it's not over yet. And last but not least if somebody listening to this right now wanted to join Maximus League for next season exactly how would they go about that? So the best way to get involved is to come over to the Discord. Um, what you can do is if you've got a team, you can sign up. Now, when it comes to Siege and when it comes to teams, obviously you have different tiers, different skills. You might have teams that are absolutely great. They've been together for years. You might have some teams that have just joined yesterday, you know, and things like that. Um, we cater for everybody. So if you've just banded up yesterday and you want uh, your first taste in league experience, come ahead. If you've been together for a few years and you uh, think you've got a good enough team, uh, like I said, you know, in every single tag that I put in everything we do online, you'll hashtag bring your best crew. That's it. Um, we'll have something for everybody. Anyway, as always, we like to finish with a song just here. Just let you guys go and listen off. Um, just after this song, by the way, we will be playing the bloopers from this episode, as there is a lot of them, and uh, we both fucked up. We mentioned we were rusty at this. We weren't lying. <laughs> so you'll get to hear that and uh, take the mick out of us, all you like, just after this song, which is Brave Delusion by Perspectives, which is a song which I actually helped you record. Let's go. Take it easy, guys. Bye. I know you thought you had finally gotten away from me. I mean, you can only hope. I just wanted to add in here that this song was engineered by an amazing friend of mine, India May Gray. You can find her uh, discography, etc. at indiamaymusic.com. That will be linked with this. And uh, I'd like to also thank Perspectives for giving me the chance to actually put this in here and giving me permission for that. So thank you very much and uh, enjoy the song.
Uh, we could we could get some of my lovely voice acting in there if you want to like, give me a fucking job. Like seriously, I'll pay to do your voice acting as Scottish men or something. Please, Gollum needs money. He's cracking up. Happens. <laughs> That's the best one I've ever done. So Nathan, what have we been doing recently? I don't know, but can you put my screen back? Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Alright. We'll put them at the very end after. Splendid. It gives them a reason to listen to the whole thing. Alright. <laughs> what did you say? I bet for my final silent. <laughs>